0: Welcome to the Shutdown full cast. Hit it! <laughs> Cha-cha-cha! That's our theme music for this week,
2: played live on a recorder by Holly. Holly, what is your musical training
1: background? This is actually really embarrassing. Do you really want me to tell them? Yeah, I do. I do. Um... Okay, I was a competitive piano player as a child. Um, I took eight years of flute lessons and was a uh, all-state orchestra for several years. That's awesome. As a, this isn't as embarrassing. A teen, as That's a fine. Teen. And I also played the viola. Um, I still play the piano for fun, and I picked up the recorder just to see what would happen. Nothing good. Is the answer. I don't think that's embarrassing.
2: Nothing you do as a teen is like not, not embarrassing. It, oh, it's not sense. embarrassing. I right. had a
1: really good time playing music as a, as a teen. It's just really funny that I can't play the recorder. Oh, I gotcha. Okay. I do know that, um, Alex McDaniel. Oh, is I want to also... learn the auto harp. But I Alex
2: McDaniel is also a classically trained flautist, but uh, us and
1: Lizzo. Yeah. That's just one more thing we all have in common, but she's too cowardly to send us her own shutdown full cast theme yeah i don't even have see i don't have actual instruments in my home except for the piano like my flutes are all packed away at my parents house but i did buy this recorder after uh spotting it at a guitar center during an emergency gear run right before our charlotte show
2: spencer what is your musical background if any my musical background you're in band so yeah
0: i did i played trumpet for i think since fourth grade okay yeah played trumpet since fourth grade and then uh, I'm trying
1: to remember what it was called in Tennessee, that thing where we all had to go to the hotel and live and just play in band for junior clinic,
0: something like that. And
1: then senior clinic. Yeah, I was in that thing.
0: Uh, I was in marching band and I played French horn.
2: If we got you a trumpet t- like next week, do you think you could? Anybody bat- can play a trumpet? Do you think you could bang out the full cast theme on it?
0: Yeah, I do. Wow, this is
1: such a small office.
0: I would much rather I'd much rather play it on a sousaphone. Yeah. If that's an option. Sure. Can we get that? Because I can play that too.
2: Damn it, Jason! What is your musical background?
3: Uh, I was in various um, loud punk, metal, Rage Against the Machine, you were etc. Bands.
1: bands. No, no, we God. know this about you.
3: No, that's <laughs> that. That part is not not accurate. Don't listen to her. She's mm. making things up right now.
2: What What was your role in these bands?
3: Uh, hollering. So okay. No, I did, I can't I can't give you any instrumentation. I can I can,
0: uh, I can finger drum. Yep. So I think you have actually. Did you use a voice box? Or no. Did you do a natural? Did you get the grit naturally?
3: No, I I, I did not use a voice box, and thus was not booed off stage.
0: Right. So you did the. <laughs> So I think that's actually – I think that's one of the most difficult forms of singing is death metal singing, right? Any kind oh, of yeah. – like, that's a
3: real skill. Definitely emphasis on the difficult. Um,
0: I'm not saying it's good or worthwhile. Well, I'm just saying it's really hard to do.
3: Yeah, it's difficult and hard. Yeah. As far as skill, I don't know. But definitely hard. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a difficult thing i don't know if i'd call the it the main skill. thing
3: is you know they they tell you sing from your sing from your diaphragm and all that and that applies when you're when you're when you're shouting and screaming as well because if you are singing from your throat and what you're doing instead of singing is is you are like um doing some sort of hell growl you're mm-hmm. just shredding your throat <laughs> but you can get away with it if you're doing it from your lungs I never figured out how to do that. So I would just, you know. (laughs)
1: Hey, I had band
3: practice four days ago.
0: (laughs) What are you doing? Nothing but Pointer Sisters songs. It's really wild, actually.
1: (laughs) Jump
2: for my love. (laughs) Come here. here.
0: Ryan, do you have any musical background whatsoever.
2: I have no musical training whatsoever. I can play like some stuff on the piano by ear, but I can't read music. I've never learned how to play any, uh, any instrument. Uh, the best I can do. Uh, I was the lead antagonist in our middle school musical, which was an unlicensed knockoff of little shop of horrors. Um, and I, I, if you still have Napster and you know the right terms to find, you can probably find a uh, a homemade rap song that I appeared on in high school. <sighs> yes.
0: The search begins. Friends Focus of listeners. Ryan,
2: contact
0: us. We are going to find this.
2: So here's the problem. I I as I recall, I think it was put on the uh, put on Limewire or Napster or whatever, within intentionally misleading like unreleased Eminem versus Biggie versus versus KRS-One freestyle battle. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Not, and people
3: not. people listened and they were like, "This is definitely reflective <laughs> of the quality <laughs> contained therein."
0: They they listened to it and they're like, "This is flames, yeah! Oh my god,
2: I'm gonna change my whole life because I listened to this." So don't worry. What did
3: you rap about?
2: I'm not. I'm not giving you any more details. Do you think I'm insane?
3: It was carousel, wasn't it? Is that an honest
1: question? We were just talking about carousel. Mm-hmm. Anyway, look at these clams. Look, look you at, you at you them. You. Look at them clams. Look at them clams. We're here to talk about the
2: forty for forty bowl previews. I actually, really want to tell the clam story now.
0: Forty for forty bowl previews. All clams, no filler.
2: <laughs> Before we do that, we have. Podcast business? Podcast business. Podcast business.
0: What's up, business? Podcast business. Podcast business.
2: Better move now. Cause it's got a gun. Oh my god, it's got a gun. So first of all, uh not not podcast business. I got there. So. Um Man, just I, I'm surprised Jason's even on the show. It isn't out partying after his son won the Heisman, so
3: well, uh we we got a lot of work to do, a lot to get done. We don't we don't want to rest on our laurels. That's a word you only use if you're an upset football dad whose kid has won something. You say laurels. <laughs> you also say press clippings, something that doesn't exist in any other context.
0: Yeah. I clip out the tweets from my screen. <laughs> I cut <laughs> buy, them out and I, I buy a, a new, new computer each night. <laughs> I have hundreds of laptops and iPads nailed to the wall.
2: And I put them on my bulletin board, which is the thing I still have.
0: Mhm.
3: It's full of material.
2: Yeah, that's right. <laughs> hats. That's what podcast business that's right is hats. Uh, specifically cowbucker hats. If you go to cowbucker.com and you search, I'm assuming Banner Society. I haven't done this before, so it's happening in real time. Let's find out. Cowbucker, don't let me down. Yep, there they are. If you search Banner Society on cowbucker.com, you will see four, count them four, hats for purchase. There's the Banner Society B, which is just, you know, good-looking, normal, sane. Clean. There's There's the PAPN hat, which looks either like a um an uh sort of third party federal agency hat like the FDNY shirt you get for somebody who's like you've never fought a fire in your life, sir or ma'am. Uh, or it kind of looks like the hat they like if you squint, it sort of looks like a bad die hard sequel title.
0: I think it kind of looks like one of those 1991 height wrap hats right
2: oh that's good
1: like like you could just alter it slightly so it says Peppa
0: yeah. Brian,
1: can I also point out that there are more than just four hats? Because if you'll go to the Cowbucker website, you will see that each hat says things like the Banner Society collection. Uh, Each of these types of hats is available in several different colorways. That's true. Yes, yes. These are just sort of
3: are multiplying.
1: The base models. Um The hats are multiplying before our very eyes. Uh, We had Twitter user hello spelled the LSU Way Newman. Asked Cowbucker the other night for a Banner Society or a Sacktime Time hat in LSU colors, and they had it up on the site in uh, minutes. And now it's there, yeah. Um, the, sack Time is one of the other,
2: one of the options here. Right now it comes in Michigan colors, uh, R blue and white, and um, LSU purple and gold. And then probably, probably the the like, the sneaky best pick of them all is uh, the hat with 25 snake emojis on it.
0: Oh, an extremely classy hat, if I may say so myself. The one that I have actually considered wearing, even though with any baseball-type cap or trucker-type cap, I look like an enormous disturbed fourth grader.
2: Somebody did point out that this should come with one um, one of the snakes should be like Velcro so that you can move it. And replace it if you want. I so want a three D leather skate. I think they can make that happen for you. I have heard that they can. Um, so those, if you order by December nineteenth, some part, some hats on the site say December twentieth. I wouldn't chance it. December nineteenth, if you get your order in, they will ship your. They will ship your order. Uh, priority mail, it will get there by Christmas. What better way to tell someone you love them? Than by giving them a hat that says sack time, sack time.
3: I mean, kinda, right?
2: I think I think the best uh, way to do this is to give it to somebody who has never listened to our podcast, doesn't even like college football. Just give it to them and film their reaction and send it to us, please,
1: buddy. It's December. We don't like college football. It's an it's an it's an
3: invitation to join someone in the bedroom, right?
2: Wow, sack Ew. time. It's kind of Going true. to sleep.
0: Oh, going head. to sleep. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Also, please, if anyone... It's time to, sh- to rest. If anyone listening to this is planning on committing a robbery on camera, by all means, wear one of these. Free promo for us. For?
2: What, is, what is Santa carry toys in?
0: None.
3: Exactly. A bindle?
2: A God, backpack. D- it's not a bindle.
0: <laughs> his duffel, duffel bag.
2: Santa's just a roof hobo. It's a sack. It's a, a sack.
0: Roof, a wandering chimney hobo. Yeah. Christmas
2: is literally sack time.
0: Ho, ho, ho. It's sack time.
2: The fall of Rome. Sack time.
0: <laughs> hey, yeah, you can't top the Visigoths for sacks. That's right. You really can't. It's like Deacon Jones, 14th place. 13 through 1, all various Visigoths.
2: On this episode, we're going to be previewing uh, seven bowl games of, uh,
1: oh, it's 40 for 40. Where's my 40 for 40?
2: Every time she does that, I feel like I just failed a King's Quest (laughs) game.
0: You died.
2: Damn it, Graham. I would say these games are of varying uh, prominence and importance, but that doesn't yeah. matter.
3: So the first time around we did the pre-Christmas bowls. That is a clear, consistent theme. Easy to define. You look at a calendar, time flows in one direction, at least as far as humans can perceive it, so these those games were easy to group. Unless, we you're, simply, unless you're Zelda. Uh, unless you are Dr. Manhattan, formerly human. Yeah. Um, He's not even licensed. He doesn't know a damn thing about college football. (laughs) Then later on, we do have groups of bowls that also uh, they have specific things in common. What do today's bowl games have in common? They have in common that they have nothing in common. I have labeled these the grab bag bowls. And Ryan has actually found a way to talk about these games.
2: So, So at first blush, you can look at some of these games and say, huh, there are some interesting matchups on here that in a different timeline... These could have been very high stakes games. The Rose Bowl is on here with Oregon, Wisconsin, even a game even the Cotton Bowl with Memphis and Penn State. It's like, yeah, that probably wasn't the most likely playoff matchup, but it wasn't an impossible one. Um, not all of the games are going to do fit that, but that's the, uh, the game we're going to play today is we're going to go through these bowls and um, we are going to try to convince our 2009 selves, that the game we are describing is actually the national championship in 2019.
1: Cause we got to entertain
2: ourselves somehow. Yes. Um, so Holly, you get to go first with the cotton bowl. Oh, gross. Pretend okay. you're talking to 2009 you and explain <laughs> how 20 in 2019 uh,
1: Penn state is playing Memphis for the national title. Okay. So first of all, I feel obligated to address the setting uh, the way to get here, the path to this bit of history is via realignment. The big 10 has 12 teams. The big 12 has 10 Missouri is in the goddamn sec. For some reason, of course, we're not playing the cotton bowl in the cotton bowl anymore. Uh, the enormous television screen in the stadium can be explained and should be explained in actual reality as a very shiny symptom of our species slide towards a future best described in Wally e Uh, As for our competitors, Penn State, it's 2009. I have just witnessed Lane Kiffin turn Jonathan Crompton into a draftable NFL quarterback and then bail on his own press conference to head to USC. I am in a very susceptible place to believe good things are happening to people I deeply dislike. Of course, James Franklin is at this time, if I recall correctly, Ralph Regan's head coach in waiting, uh, but I trust me. Memphis is even easier. (laughs) Tell me Memphis joined the SEC in the coming wave of realignment and that Steve Spurrier used tricks he learned at the South Carolina state legislature to keep USC and Clemson in separate conferences to lobby for Memphis to join the SEC in place of Missouri, placing a third team and in-state media market in the same state as Tennessee and shifting – tennessee's recruiting focus to the defensive and towards the west i still will not be able to find it in my heart to truly resent him but again i trust me
2: it is it is easier to buy that like in
1: 2009
2: it's it's easier to buy memphis in the sec than missouri yes
0: um (laughs) can i just say that in 2019 that is still the case for me
1: (laughs) that's fine this is also fine
2: Wow um okay, Spencer you get a you get a little bit of a harder one. I, I do I, I do think. because
0: I am I am tasked with the Gator Bowl presenting the 2020 Gator Bowl, which is the Indiana Hoosiers versus the Tennessee volunteers to 2009 me who has just watched Indiana struggle to another very Indiana-ish season and watched Tennessee endure an up and down first year under head coach lane kiffin Mm. it's not as it's i'm gonna tell you this it's a long hike it's not impassable okay because tennessee tennessee's actually pretty easy all right because lane kiffin coming out of year one forget a lot of things that you know about lane kiffin now or how it goes in 2009 Lane Kiffin is coming off of a thunderous entry, a tumultuous year on the field where they almost beat eventual national title, Alabama in a 12, 10 struggle interrupted only by Terrence Cody blocking a couple of kicks. As mentioned by Holly, Jonathan Crompton has an excellent season testimony to (sighs) testimony to Lane Kiffin's powers as a QB whisperer and potential magnet for talent under center. By the way, a demonstrated magnet for talent across the field because Tennessee pulls the number eight recruit uh, number eight recruiting class in the country. Remember, they've got Jansen Jackson and Bryce Brown and David Oku and New Keith Richardson. It's gonna be fine. It's gonna be good, and it potentially could be great. And if you told me in two thousand nine, I
1: should have taken this game just to prevent you from taking this game. I kind hey, of figured
2: you
0: would, to be honest. If you told me, hey, this cocky bastard. He's gonna actually get Tennessee someplace where in two thousand and nineteen they end up in a national title game. I might believe you. It's not an insane thing to consider, right? Also, we didn't know Lane Kiffin was Lane Kiffin, right? You didn't know that was gonna happen. We yes, had a we pretty did. good idea. Yes,
2: we
3: did.
0: You didn't know he was you didn't know he the was Lane.
1: No, the two thousand nine season is over. We have an idea. Yeah, but we also
2: we also had you have to remember part of it was we we had filtered a lot of it through Al Davis. So we yeah. were like, Al Davis is a crazy man.
0: Yeah. Also, this he, he leaves. He leaves for USC in, in early 2010. Right. He leaves in January. So we don't know all that stuff yet. We just know that uh, it was up. It was down. He said a lot of crazy, fun stuff. They got a lot of talent in the pipeline. They're an SEC team. It's not an impossible bit, right? In 2009, you would have really believed that every SEC team, shy of Vanderbilt, was capable of winning a national title. That's not, how high I would, on their I would own not supply.
2: Have be- I would not have believed that about. Kentucky. No, not I, for I think you're remembering this a little. Okay, may, maybe. And talking. I, I don't think I would have believed that about Mississippi State in 2009 or Arkansas. Jesus. Or, or Ole Miss.
3: Ole Miss.
1: Yeah. Other Geor-
2: than that, Georgia. Other than or that, Georgia. Or Georgia. Right. <laughs> Other than all
1: yeah, of those uh, cases, yeah, Georgia just lost to Jonathan Crompton. By the way, other
0: than all of those, Jonathan cases, Crompton I'm totally threw like right.
1: nine thousand passes against Georgia.
0: It looks great. It's awesome.
1: <laughs>
2: do you? Uh, so, I don't, I'm honestly more concerned about this. The is other your occasional
1: side. reminder that Lane Kiffin is undefeated all time versus Mark Richt? I have to
0: prove to 2009 me that Indiana makes the national title game. So, so,
2: do you? Do you know? What Indiana's record was in two thousand nine?
0: They were four and seven.
2: Uh, do you know how many points they lost
0: to Virginia by? They lost to Virginia by, I believe, thirty-seven points. Do I have it's, that right? So it's, four, it's
2: yeah, it's forty points. I'm pretty sure. Forty points. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I, where, I do know
0: how many points. I do know how many points they lost to Wisconsin. Okay. Ranked Wisconsin by. They okay. lost to Wisconsin by three. They lost to Northwestern by one. And they lost to Ballyhooed Power of the Conference, Michigan, by three points. Which Michigan team? Never mind.
2: A Michigan
0: team. A A Michigan Michigan team. team. Okay? And I know, I know that it is a long walk. But one can get there if one connects enough dots. And those dots, while not close, are not so distant as to be impossibly reached. Okay? Okay. Because we are working back up under Bill Lynch, who has, I think, four games within a single score that could have gone the other way, could have taken them to an eight-win team. If I told you an eight-win Indiana team, you would assume some mystical, magical things were happening and that maybe an extension further into the stratosphere of nine or ten wins might not be completely insane. Please note my phrasing. I didn't say realistic. I just said, you can see it from here. But the air is real thin and I don't have enough oxygen to get there because I'm Indiana, right? I'm used to being a...
1: Also, you got a real big head.
0: I got a real big head. Needs a lot of oxygen to feed it, right? You, what
2: size fitted hat do you wear, by the way?
0: Seven and five eighths. Okay. Seven
3: I, and
2: five th- I, I I said it was closer to eight.
1: I thought it was like eight and a quarter.
3: I think it's like a nine. Mm. You know, a cowboy hat is closer to eight.
1: Because Jason and
2: I were talking about this.
1: <laughs> I, I mentioned totally
3: the time I tried conversation. I, 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 we were talking about hats and for whatever reason, we were talking about big hats. And I mentioned the time I tried on Spencer's cowboy hat and realized I'd stepped into a whole new world of big hats.
1: Like it comes down around your ears.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The cowboy hat has to be a little larger. I'm not real sure what it is about cowboy fit, but it's closer to an eight. All okay. right.
2: Okay. Sorry. Please continue.
0: So, Indiana, like me, the large headed, the large headed, oxygen starred, huge head that is that can see where it wants to go, but can't quite get there. Now, if I told you, too, that the future in 2009 for every power in the Big Ten was looking rocky, looking vague, looking kind of unknown, and looking like maybe there'd be a lane of opportunity for a moonshot of an Indiana team to sneak in there, it's there. We're hitting toward the end of the trestle era where things are getting kind of stale at Ohio State. We're hitting Michigan in trouble. You're hitting Penn State, you know, in kind of a eh, transitional state, if you will, right? And there's Wisconsin, who Wisconsin under Brett Bielema, while solid, not uh, not exactly a complete given in terms of dynastic potential there. In other words, the Big Ten is a complete mess. And one year of variance at the high end could put Indiana... In the catbird seat, so I'm not. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying Bill Lynch in Indiana can't get there without some serious luck. I'm also not saying, given the landscape in 2009, not completely impossible. There's hey. one. Other,
2: there's one other wrinkle in your favor. Sure. You can convince 2009 you that the Big Ten, because they're so tradition obsessed by in 2019 still doesn't have a conference championship game and therefore indiana through a combination of scheduling luck and close wins won the big 10 with some tiebreaker horse shit and made it to the national championship
3: and or there is like a they had some sort of repeat rose bowl rule and like (laughs) shit indiana hasn't been in forever they have to go i was also gonna say that bro there's there's one problem with your math because you said indiana was gonna dot eyes and that's our thing bro
2: boy oh boy
3: so uh, can i tell you is she
2: gonna play it on the recorder
3: can i tell you
1: what about about the the boss i don't know how what are these notes i think
3: just go as loud as you can yeah
1: yeah (laughs) um all right (laughs) Go ahead, Spencer. No, don't don't do the song. No,
0: I, I won't do the song. Why don't. would I why would I do that? Uh, that that'd be awful if somebody actually pulled the song up. Now I will Yeah! <laughs> Woo!
1: Indiana! Gotta do a title game! Cause we We were on probation for all kinds of stuff! Like tattoos and cash! And tattoos made of cash! The Bucks! Indiana, you owe us! That's our title! Like the Heisman! With Joe Burrow! That's a book! He's a book have for life!
2: That's it. I like Hello. that, um, I like that Uh, Ryan Day went to the Heisman ceremony looking like, um... Santa's Las Vegas Enforcer.
1: <laughs> he kinda his ceiling as a a fashion person is kind of right at haunted doll. Yes. Anyway. Yeah. So that's yeah, that's a rough moment.
0: I can't believe you're just dis- disrespecting Ryan Day like this after we've talked about the bucks so much.
2: Sorry. Oh, did we? Sorry. Yeah.
0: Also, that's my, that's my other key here is that, yeah, maybe a couple of people get on probation. Let's, be, let's keep it real, Indiana. <laughs> How are you going to get into a national title game out of the Big Ten? You're going to need somebody to get in trouble. You'll need a school that's enough of a toadying, like, bootlick to power as Ohio State who will say, oh, NCAA, we're real sorry about that cash. We'll cooperate with your investigation because the police are always
2: right. The police are troops, so...
0: The police are troops, and we respect troops.
1: Yeah, they have very similar
2: outfits. They couldn't call them state troopers if they're not troops.
0: We want to play the right, we want to play games the right way.
2: Yep. Meanwhile, Indiana do crime.
0: <laughs> Indiana, Indiana, totally do crime. Please.
2: Okay, I get USC Iowa. Uh, are we doing the holiday Bowl song? Huh. I mean, <ashamed> I
1: didn't prepare <skrisa> this,
0: but. Are
1: you vamping so I can pull it up?
0: Right. I'm waiting for you to, let like, come in, you know? I found out long ago. Oh. Oh, 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 oh. It's a long way down to the Holiday Bowl. Oh, 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 oh. Holiday,
2: Holiday Bowl. Oh,
0: Ah, I felt good.
2: It just felt wrong not
0: to. Um.
1: <laughs>
0: Did we do it again.
1: This music video has a typewriter. In oh, it. right. oh, it's
0: very disturbing.
1: Yeah. Oh god, his eyes. Just I think your
3: advertisement it. could be right here.
1: If yeah. you've ever seen if you've never seen the music video to that, don't. It's
0: very disturbing.
3: That
1: was singularly disturbing.
0: Please take take us away for the Holiday Bowl here.
1: Um the Holiday Bowl
2: this year is USC Iowa, which is not like a huge stretch to come up with as a national championship game. Um, it's it will be funny if 2019 me uh, goes back and tells 2009 me like, hey, one of these teams has gotten very close to a playoff appearance. Guess which one it was. <laughs> um, but I won't I won't do that. Instead, I will tell 2009 me that this is what happened to USC. So 09 uh, is Pete Carroll's last year in Southern California, but. This is what I'm going to change the NCAA investigation into Reggie Bush and what and all other inducements happening at USC actually doesn't result in any penalties for USC. To the contrary, it goes the other way and it becomes the case where the NCAA looks upon itself and decides, you know what? This is all ridiculous. We're going to kill amateurism. We're going to make recruiting an open market. That means Pete Carroll stays at USC because obviously he and his crew have a head start on how to do this whole thing. They continue crushing it. They continue dominating the Pac-12 and being a national power. No surprise there. But this is actually much better for the Iowa Hawkeyes. Now, at this point, they're already winning like... Eight to ten games a year consistently. Now, they start taking farm subsidy money to lure in recruits, and Kirk Ferentz takes a hard, hard left turn. He becomes incredibly flashy. He starts referring to himself as the Silo Sultan and Big Daddy Grain. He he openly tries to bribe referees mid-game. this is
1: why I didn't want to go first.
2: He drinks champagne after turnovers. And nobody can do anything because America loves him. But sadly, after uh, the 2018 season, he dies on the operating table after asking a doctor to replace all of his bodily fluids with liquefied platinum so he could, quote, bleed rich. Motivated (laughs) to honor his memory, Iowa goes undefeated and faces USC in the national championship game.
0: By the way, I want to point out that if Kirk Ferentz had died, then. If he really had passed. And we're glad he didn't, of course, because he's still with us and we value all life. All life? No. Uh, But Kirk Ferentz, if he had passed away after the 2003 season, uh, really would have only had one more half conference championship than he does now. Because remember, yeah, Kirk Ferentz won a half of, he won a piece of a Big Ten conference title in 2004. And then they just started throwing him money. And you know you know what you've gotten since then? Nothing. <laughs> no
2: one no, no. they, they want some out, some back They have they
3: have a bronze pig most of the time.
2: They, <laughs> I can buy you a
0: bronze pig for less than four mil a year. I want a bronze Will you? pig now. That's awesome. Can I have one? <laughs>
1: Let's I'll do get
3: it for one. only Let's get one and share it.
0: Uh, I'll only give you a
1: bronze pick oh, for we can
3: 3 pass million it. a year. I pass
1: it back and forth among each other like our own rivalry trophy. <laughs>
3: yeah, whoever is whoever is uh, most dominant in, on the podcasts
2: I, I, as of
3: I don't know how you I you would actually system.
2: I, I would actually love if um Godfrey and Jason's changed the chicken bet to their own personal Floyd that's a good
3: idea. A, we're just gonna get a big bronze
0: chicken. Starting in 2005, <laughs> every year I could have gone in and riversided Iowa, for a mortgage payment on the Big Ten title game and come out a winner wow. for 15
1: years. We can also surprise him with this chicken because there's no way he's listening. 15 years.
3: <laughs> surprise chicken. Who doesn't? Do you know that?
1: that? You know the Janet Jackson
0: song? What have you done for me lately? When she's like, now What's it seems adult. your dancing shoes are always on my couch. Kirk Ferentz's tenure at Iowa is, what if I liked that and I were Janet Jackson? I want you to know
2: this is really hurting the chances that we'll be able to sell the Big Daddy Grain shirts that I've designed. So thanks for that. (laughs) I think think with Kirk, it's more like,
3: what haven't I not done for you? Yes. (laughs) He hasn't gone four and eight. (laughs) It's true. I also like, Ryan, your scenario here where uh, Pete stays. Mm -hmm. This means Lane is stuck at Tennessee for a long time. Oh, no, he, which... he
2: takes the Seahawks job. Okay. Oh, thank
3: God. I was going to okay. say, we're going to
1: get the death penalty. because
2: mm. he, I mean, Se- he takes the Seahawks job.
3: So the, the NFL is like, yep, one year, good enough. Give him another shot.
2: That's right. He takes the Seahawks job. The Seahawks beat the Patriots in that Super Bowl. It's so shameful for Tom Brady and Bill Belichick that they both retire and refuse to uh, publicly comment ever again. And the NFL becomes a, like, kind of a wonderland.
3: Like, it's a copycat league, and they all copy Lane That's Kiffin.
2: right. They're all looking for, they're all, everyone's looking for their own Lane Kiffin. And they usually are looking somewhere near a skee-ball
1: machine. <laughs> Want to get your Lanes Kiffed? Oh,
3: God. <laughs> the, uh, the the Rams move to Fresno.
0: <laughs> it's the cradle. Hey, the motherland. St- that could still
2: happen. Yeah, let's not count that out. Actually, the Chargers would move to Fresno.
3: Yeah, the Chargers could move anywhere. Montgomery,
2: um, uh, Jason, you have the hardest one on. The, well, yeah, you have the hardest one on this list.
3: Uh, yes, I have claimed the biggest challenge. We're going to start with the easiest element here. I'll break it down piece by piece. The likeliest national title participant here is Ford Field in Detroit. Yeah, host of the Quick Lane Bowl at the time, it was the Papa John's Bowl, RIP. Uh newly opened Super Bowl, WrestleMania, oh, I'm so Final mad Four. I'm so work. mad
2: it's not the Papa John's Bowl now because then they could do a 40 pizzas in 30 days challenge. Ah, oh,
0: shit.
3: Fuck. You know who can? We can.
2: The Bible.
0: That is that is the correct in, uh, interjection at the beginning of that, Jason. Oh, shit. Yeah. Well, but
1: we do, do have- Let's do it. There is pizza-related trauma associated with this bowl because recall that for years- The only pizza available inside the Little Caesars Bowl was Hungry Howie's. Right.
0: Your digestive tract would be a godforsaken wasteland after 40 pizzas in 30 days. That's
1: an interesting choice to use the subjunctive there, Spencer. Can we talk about that? Sure. The thing that I um, remain unclear
2: about, of this claim Papa John made on local television to a news anchor for no reason whatsoever... Uh, when he wasn't required to just a, a display done this. of dominance. So there are a couple things at work here. One, do you think it's possible that uh, Papa John was like, mm, shouldn't tell the truth? Dial it down to forty, and the true number is somewhere north of that. Uh, second, if you believe he was telling the truth, what was the spread? Do you think these were like evenly divided into one point, however many pizzas, you know, t- two pizzas every three days or whatever, or do you think? He These were like in fits and starts. It was Like, like one high, insane bender? Yeah, like high-intensity interval training, but for pizza in your body. Mm-hmm. Do you think he was like, eight pizzas today? Oh, I got to sleep.
3: I Six really... pizzas
2: in three days. So uh,
3: high-intensity interval training, H-I-I-T, you just add an S at the front of
0: that.
1: That's correct. what he did. <laughs> Shit! Shit. <laughs>
0: I really think that after this many years of this much personal quality control and pizza that John Schnatter can do unnatural things with his gastrointestinal tract, I think he can just eat a pizza. I think that's just I don't know if you have a food that you have an unusual capacity for. Yeah, I think everyone does. Right. When they say, oh, don't leave those around me. I'll eat the whole box. It's usually not a joke. It's usually because. That person knows, yeah, my body for some reason can eat a zillion ranch flavored
1: taquitos
2: like
0: crackers or whatever, right? Sure. Yeah. Taquitos. Yeah, like what what's that for you, Ryan? What's the one thing that you go I just I can house it no matter oh. what it is.
2: Uh this is this is very this is very dumb. Uh little dove ice cream bars.
0: Yeah, you can eat like twenty of them, right? Yeah,
2: I can eat a whole box. No I problem. I don't know what those are. They're they're just little like you can just get them at Publix or whatever. They're just little like uh, it's kind of like a fun size sized candy bar, but it's got ice cream. Oh, that and sounds extraordinarily dangerous. Yeah, you could just house like thirty of them, no problem.
0: Yeah, Jason, do you have a, a something that you go? Yeah, I can just eat like a pound of those, and it doesn't do anything.
3: Um. Yeah, I'll often do a whole pizza. Yeah. Okay. So Jason's I mean, not often, often, but. You know, fit this
0: pizza in his
3: mouth as often as possible. Heart smart. Yep. Heart. And then and then go for a walk.
0: That'll that'll fix it. <laughs> that'll that'll show you, Buster. For me, it's cake. I can eat an embarrassed. No, I can eat like I, I like my mom once ate. My mom once put a whole sheet cake out like, oh, hey, I'm making a sheet cake for a party. Mm-hmm. And I was 14 and discovered the superpower of mine that Jesus. I can eat. I can just eat. And it, like, and it doesn't dent me. I don't get that feeling of, oh, man, my, my blood sugar is just racing. I need to go lay down.
2: You're such a St. Bernard.
0: I am. No, absolutely. <laughs> if you leave it out, I'm, I'm like, I'm going to eat the whole thing. And I'm not even going to feel bad for God. it because I'm like, you should have known.
3: Spencer's got a got a cake glow about God. him.
2: What if Beethoven got into social media?
0: <laughs> that would rule, first of all. Ryan, you're just Charles Grodin chasing behind me. No,
1: no, no! Oh, got Huge '90s Charles Grodin energy out of Ryan. Yeah, <laughs> oh, no.
2: Can't believe you ate this whole sheet cake. You started it. I want you to know this is the worst I've ever felt on this
1: podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't
2: Beethoven
0: believe that. Charles
1: it- <laughs> Grodin was a star. He was in the Muppet, the Great Muppet Caper. Why is
0: Beethoven trying to maul John Popper a Blues Traveler?
2: Beethoven learned to speak, and he's talking to John Popper about his dick.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's cake. I can down, I can, like, if you put down an entire red velvet cake in front of me, like, I mean, a frosted two-tier red velvet cake.
1: Yo, Charles Gordon is 84.
0: It's gonna be gone, y'all. I think we
3: found our Twitch programming.
1: (laughs) Spencer Eats Cake. (laughs) That's the name of the
3: show.
0: S.C.C.
2: S.C.C. S.C.C.
0: You know how you're supposed to, like, keep some wedding cake, or like yeah. only get one slice of what? We- nope, nope. Nah, fuck I that. ate the wedding. I ate the wedding cake.
2: I didn't. So when I, I didn't have cake at my wedding. You must have been furious. No, but you had
1: at least a fun. story associated with that's your wedding true. Dessert. Yeah, I'll
0: bring. No, I'll bring my own. Like, that's what's true. your what's your plus one? This cake. Spencer's got a flask full of cake. I <laughs> <laughs>
1: Just like a little squeeze bottle of frosting that he yeah.
0: I went to the Kentucky. I went to the like IV of cake. I went to a real fancy Kentucky Derby party once and DMC was there, like Daryl McDaniel from yeah. on DMC. Yeah. And he was eating pettifors and Daryl McDaniel. We
2: work performer, DMC.
0: Yes. And DMC was like the nicest guy. And we talked about how good pettifors were. And I know he's a really nice dude because he watched me eat like 12 petty fours off of this thing. And he didn't say anything. He didn't say like, and I was eating in a, like the new England Patriots offensive line was in the room and people were looking at me like that guy could put it away.
1: They probably thought you were an athlete.
0: Yeah. (laughs) When it comes to cake, I am. It's a petty
2: 40. (laughs) I'm now picturing like an alternative version of hot ones. But instead of a celebrity eating wings, wings oh, it's, it's, it's a celebrity being interviewed by Spencer and seeing how long they can watch him eat cake.
3: Yeah, they, they tap out after like two.
2: They're not, they're not. No, this celebrity never gets any cake. They're just watching Spencer eat cake.
0: They're eating a salad while Spencer <laughs> takes down ten cakes. You no, know, I really have like a bear. You know when they say, what do bears eat when they break into places? You know, they're like man a bear could drink like 32 bear 32 beers and it doesn't even affect it that's me beer doesn't really get me drunk I can drink like 30 beers and it doesn't really affect me they're like man the bear the bear totally trashed and ate like this entire bakery full of cake relatable
2: you know who, Comf- you know who else eats a whole cake is a sim that's right
0: <laughs> I sit there I increase my charisma. By talking in the mirror very confidently. And then I stuff myself but, with twenty eight cakes. No, you don't. Yeah.
2: And then he pisses on the floor.
0: And then and then someone puts four couches around me and I die. He dies in a swimming pool. And I die in a swimming pool and somebody You are pulls gonna the ladder. die in a
2: swimming pool.
0: <laughs> you sound so happy about that. Yeah. Just throw me cake, I'll be fine. Okay.
3: So Detroit, we can get you that part. Yeah. We can get this title game in Detroit. That's plausible. No problem there. Give that's, that's- he just st-
1: No Get- he What what cake?
3: happened? You he- just
1: stole my drink. Oh. Okay. I thought it's it was gonna be cake.
3: I swore it was gonna be somehow you like materialized a cake. <laughs>
2: yeah, I, I was hoping <laughs> You had your own drink. I was hoping this- he opened like a dresser drawer and pulled out. A cake. No, he just <laughs>
1: ate. No, he cashed his own drink, reached across and just took mine. We'll just do this at the next
0: live show. Bag on up, the table. Pull, you hear uh, the pull out a cake.
3: Oh. Bag on the table, and you hear the zip.
2: No, Spencer, you're joking. But I promise you, somebody's going to bring, at a minimum, a slice of cake to the next live show, and you will eat it on stage. It's oh, gone. It's there's be no,
0: there's, uh, there's absolutely no chance. I am not housing that live on the show.
1: Yeah. Great. Great.
0: So we're putting a title game in Detroit. We'll have
3: pizza. We'll have cake. The kids will love it.
1: I was going to say, is this a late tag great. birthday party?
3: <laughs> Next what step time? on the... I went
0: to Saskatchewan and ate an entire bakery, bricks and all.
3: Next step on the degree of difficulty is 2009 Pitt. If you look at 2009 Pitt, do you see a future national champion? Here is the argument that you do. You see a team that went... In this season, a missed PAT against a really good Cincinnati, a 43-yard field goal at the buzzer against West Virginia, and a Russell Wilson touchdown away from going undefeated and finishing in the top four. Uh, They had gone 9-4 and the year prior. They had beaten number two West Virginia the year prior to that. This is a good program at this point, and they're in a conference where they're going to get a lot of quality wins. They are averaging their highest recruiting rankings uh, four-year run ever. They're averaging a top twenty-five class for you know for some schools that's bad for Pitt that's great Pitt'll take that you have the stability of a Dave Wanstat regime regime going on. Um, I look back at at time I tried to find the first ever person who tweeted a Dave Wanstat looks like joke. Uh, I found this from user the C three Network in two thousand nine. This was the very first ever quote. Watching weekend at Bernie's. Does anyone else think Bernie looks like Dave <laughs> I, I, I um, yes. yes. I'm not white enough to have watched this movie, but I understand Bernie is the dead guy. That's yes. correct. Yes. No, repeat,
0: I've watched this movie repeatedly. Yes, he does resemble Dave Wanstat. Okay. But
3: despite being a dead guy, Dave Wanstat can lead a fucking program, pal, to the national championship at any point in the following decade.
2: Pitt was, Pitt was ninth in the BCS rankings at one point. This yeah, year. sure god damn
3: yeah the big east was uh it was kind of a housing bubble isn't that know? like
2: where ucf topped out
3: i don't even think they got that <laughs> oh they they let him up at eight that once. okay right?
2: that's good yeah. to know but yeah
3: right around there yeah this was the year that cincinnati was number three
2: yeah and
3: like uh if mac brown hadn't been a time lord cincinnati <laughs> Might have gone to the national title the game national and lost by fifty billion points, but yeah. uh yeah. Also also on this coaching staff, you have future Boston College head coach Jeff Hafley. Um, future one and O Pitt interim coach Phil Bennett. This is a loaded group. Uh so all right. Here is the hard part. In the twenty nineteen quick lane bowl, Pitt is facing Eastern Michigan. Um and I have to get Eastern Michigan into a national title game and do it against Pitt. So, yeah. Ryan, when I was reading the stipulations, yes, I noticed a word was missing okay. in what you wrote down. You okay. stipulated I have to get these two schools into a title game. Did not I didn't say football. FBS.
2: Did I? oh, I was gonna say I didn't say FBS. So if you're saying Pitt drops down and so does EMU,
3: uh, that would be that would be too easy. We're okay. going even more difficult. Okay, good. Um, so. EMU's best sports are its MAC dynasties in men's swimming and men's track. Uh, meanwhile, Pitt has made uh, swimming nationals six times, in or uh, had six times in that decade. So, not the most impossible thing in the world. Both teams made the the 2018 volleyball tournament.
2: And Dave Wanstead has amazing swim coach energy. Oh, he does!
3: I, I bet I bet that mustache looks great soaking wet
2: if you told me dave wanstad yes. was, was wearing swim trunks at all <laughs> times
1: like those guys who wear basketball shorts under their clothes all the time yes i would 100 yeah.
2: percent believe you does ready he wear, for, swim, does he wear swim. swim
3: he wears swim trunks under his basketball shorts under his khakis and yes, under that is a correct. wrestling singlet
2: that's correct that's
3: correct. speaking great. of wrestling pit wrestling is uh has typically been a top 20 or so program um and uh, EMU has uh, has cut wrestling. Or so you thought. Here they come from the rafters. Wow. The cash in the briefcase. Wow. That's how it works in wrestling. Yep. Uh, EMU's last national title was the 2005 Heptathlon by Layla Nelson. Uh, Pitt cannot really compare to that. I say we just see what James Counter can do in the Heptathlon. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have both finished in the top two in club roller hockey. mm and Pitt is number one in the nation in cities that would most like a factory-themed football field with a cinder block entrance, and EMU already has one.
0: That's true. So doesn't, they are
3: one and two in those rankings.
0: Doesn't doesn't EMU also have the dick building?
3: Uh, Yeah, so we hear. I Actually, didn't we learn they have multiple dick yeah, buildings? Yeah, we, we yeah. I
2: thought I had identified the dick building, and we got multiple tweets that were like, no, the other one.
3: And meanwhile, Pitt also has a large...
2: <laughs> Sorry. A large
3: phallic building on campus.
0: <laughs> Don't know what's happening.
3: Did
2: Ollie just delete the episode we're recording right now?
0: <laughs> no, but no, Ollie
3: is
1: recklessly recklessly
0: soaring through full cast themes.
2: I
1: was, I I'm, thought we had one left.
3: She's, I, I, like, that was like, I've seen enough.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm still roll, I'm still rolling through the phrase.
2: Hi, Dave. Pl-
0: no, but go ahead.
2: Holly just played us off like it's the fucking Oscars. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm Dave Wansted, and I'm a swim corch. Right.
2: <laughs> swim corch. You got to work on your breaststroke.
1: <laughs> <laughs> your Your butterfly. <bird> <laughs> okay, here's one to try. 400 meter relay. 400,
0: 400 meter, relay. meter relay. Come on, come on <laughs>
1: down to the Perseburg Aquatic Center.
0: <laughs> for the swim bird I call it the
2: 400 beaver. <laughs> Jesus Christ!
0: Gonna get you ready for this swim with this hot breast
1: sandwich. <laughs> I got a whole a swim full witch. of mustard.
0: <laughs> Put a whole pizza in there.
1: The so- Pittsburgh swim witches.
0: <laughs> Papa Jern says he had 40 pizzas in 30 days. Me, that's that's a slow February. <laughs> oh, he's trying to make weight for wrestling season.
2: You put the pizzas in the singlet like that. The part of this the part of this uh that I believe most is that A Dave that coached every sport at Pitt in 2009. Um, <laughs> yes. And the part that I like best is that by suggesting that Pitt would be in a national championship um in wrestling Jason has stumbled upon the part of this podcast that will accidentally make Penn State fans the maddest. So, oh, sure. good job. Sure, sure. Yeah, I said it. Um, the pinstripe bowl is up next. It's mine. It involves Michigan State and Wake Forest. Um, so, there are two coaching changes I'm going to make happen that didn't happen. 2009 Michigan State... You didn't have a a great year under Mark D'Antonio in his third or fourth season or something like that. So, Mama came calling for who? That's right, Ty Willingham. Recently, uh, graduate of Michigan State. Recently, re- recently relieved of duties at Washington. Two thousand nine, Wake Forest. You are in, I believe, year seven of the Jim Grobe experiment. Uh, you get over that shit as well. And you go out and you find a hot name that has just hit the market. You hire Philip Fulmer. And these two, oh, oh. they Oof. get to these programs and they take their time. they It's a slow building process. These are schools that are willing to be patient. They're not expecting big results right away. But the truth Ooh. is, they are both secretly working on something else. Revenge. They spend the next eight or so years helping the FBI build an airtight corruption case against the shoe companies and college athletics, not just basketball, but football and even golf. And at the end of it, the NCAA is forced to put every school on probation except two, the ones led by brave undercover agents Ty Willingham and Phil Fulmer. Now, they have a problem. They have nowhere to play the national championship game because... They're all college football or pro football stadiums. Who comes to the rescue? The New York Yankees. And that is how we get a 2019 National Championship in the Yankee Stadium featuring Mich- the Michigan State Spartans and the Wake Forest Demon Deacons. This is Horrifying! The, the, this is the only way I could get there. Holly, you get to do the uh, the Red Pox poll
1: now. Man, I guess so let's go let, let's roll back and address the terrible terrible setting once again uh it's it's easy to see why the red box bowl could take over as title game in my scenario by the way the the red box bowl is it's not just a cal illinois national championship game it's being played as the red box bowl but it's easy to see why that could happen uh, it is played in santa clara in levi's Stadium, famously decried by us as the world's largest outdoor Old Navy outlet store, uh, but without the charm. And it's sponsored, fittingly, by Redbox, uh, a company that, like Levi's Stadium, wants you to have sad, lonely evenings without interacting with anybody. And both experiences also remind you that you really could be home streaming Geostorm instead. Geostorm? Uh,
2: What's wrong with Geostorm. Geostorm?
1: No, no, you're right. No, I'm I'm excited. I usually am. Thank you. All right. In Cal, in 2009, we were probably still using total offense as a stat. So tell me the history of – tell 2009 me the history of the past decade of Cal football exactly as it happened. And then tell me that them and Illinois are 117th and 119th nationally in yards per game this year. Remember, it's 2009. I will believe total offense. Tell me there was a slow, sludgy decline towards this sort of football since the Bama LSU title game and that this is the devolutionary result. Uh, As far as Illinois, look, recount the history of Illinois football exactly as it happened and then show me Lovey's beard. Tell me Kurt Ferrance is still at Iowa. Show me that Lovey looks like some sort of pre-apocalyptic prophet right now and i'll believe anything and i've also just realized you could convince me that this is now the rose bowl because when you tell me what else is going on in 2019 it will be easier than anything to believe in any other dystopian scenario you want to throw at me including the rose bowl being torn down and the red box bowl being the rose box bowl now yeah yeah Yeah, this got dark didn't it Yeah. congratulations winter is bad and it's here Go
2: Illinois football, sure. Um, I think that leaves. Uh, I'm trying to see. Oh, a a small bowl uh, called the Rose Bowl for Spencer, which has
3: just been destroyed,
2: which doesn't exist in Holly's timeline. Um, Th- that's fine. No we're fate, but it. no fate, but that which we make. So, mm-hmm. yeah,
0: no, we're taking it back. Pasadena's thriving, my friend, in my timeline. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, yeah. so you have a you have a actually probably the easiest task now. I do. I have,
0: I have the easiest one, and, and and also, might I say, despite the ease, one of the richest comic potentials of any of them. Just like
2: Beethoven. Just like
0: Beethoven. Speaking of big old dogs. Speaking who can't of help speaking of great
2: David Duchovny movies. Brett Hashtag not Mike Roden.
0: Brett Belama, the movie, mm. because I have to tell someone in two thousand nine that Wisconsin catches a couple breaks, which I think Wisconsin would have to catch because if I tell you Wisconsin's a 10-win team, nobody flinches. If I tell you Wisconsin is a 12-win team, some eyebrows go up. But it's still possible because Brett Balaam is showing real signs of progress as a head coach in 2009. Arkansas hasn't happened yet. Um, Wisconsin is doing exactly the same thing that they've always done and that they still do. They run the daylights out of the ball. They have a bunch of fat guys on every single corner of that line. And they just try to, like, plow people into the turf. And if I told you, hey, you know, coming out of the Big Ten, they catch a couple breaks and they end up in a national title game in 2019 with the August and well-entrenched, and I say well-entrenched, as in a giant piece of artillery buried (laughs) in the earth, as he should be, Brett Bielema, the man cannon of all man cannons, sitting there in Madison, Wisconsin, Firing his firing his volleys all over the Big Ten and decimating wow. his enemies. Yeah, yuck! It's this gross. Did got way grosser than I it's wanted? So it to be. It's so cheesy. It's just big. Just Big Bertha fired wheels and cheese everywhere at ten thousand meters a second toward the enemy. Yeah, that's...
2: I'm, I'm just picturing the final boss in Super
0: Mario Two. If you bounce on Brett Bielema's head three times you will receive three moons. Yeah, this is this is plausible because we just, in order to make this happen theoretically, you say, Brett Bielema's Barry Alvarez, part two, right? Bar- Barry Alvarez, barrier. That's really what this is. And that's not, I think, too hard to imagine. Neither, by the way, is the opposing side of this Rose Bowl, this 2020 Rose Bowl that's going to happen because that's the Oregon Ducks. And in 2009, they were in an even better spot. And Chip Kelly, oh, Chip Kelly wasn't going anywhere. That's a revolutionary college coach. He's just going to stay embedded there. What a deal. What a buy. What more could that man want out of life, right? Because in 2009, they go 10-3. and They have some quarterback issues. But the next year, they make the national title game. They were on the way up. And they were changing the way the sport was played. This is the most plausible part of any of these scenarios, I think, is to say, oh, in 2019, Chip Kelly's still there, just beating ass, and Oregon is, you know, year in and year out, a competitor at the national level. In it football.
2: certainly would have been the smarter path for Chip Kelly at this point. Uh, you know,
0: it, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. No. Like,
2: like, was it that fun to be the coach that Eagles fans hated almost immediately?
0: Well, which is can, to say an Eagles coach? I was going to say the coach of the Eagles. You know, like they they alternately depending on the week hate Doug Peterson, who as far as I can tell, Doug Peterson is just a a really genial like faceless bland kind of guy who likes to run, you know, tricky offenses. He has
2: kind of an unpainted clown face.
0: <laughs> That's right, he is a clown.
2: <laughs> No, the Eagles won this week, so I'm the asshole now. He's great. He's fantastic. How dare you talk about Dougie? You're the fucking clown. I took your battery out of your car. <laughs> this fucking
0: oh, this fucking New York guy, Giants fan,
2: come down pull,
3: here.
0: I'm going to punch you, knock you into the water and have you seen stirs. Ryan, it's a good thing you left Philadelphia before you said this shit. That's Don't true. step into Bucks County with that shit.
2: I have a question that I want to – this is totally out of nowhere – if I say wing bowl, is that a thing that registers for any the three the three of you in any way, <clears throat> shape, or no. form? Okay, in my,
0: this is unfair for me as I was also it.
3: That's uh, fine. That's fine. So Jason, in my
2: head, who,
0: in my head, I just see somebody on a jumbotron vomiting a steady stream of like hot sauce and wing. I don't want to so, be yeah. in
2: your head. Okay, so so we saw we saw our our former our former colleague, uh, uh, Travis, who lives in Philly and is a, like, probably the most respectable, extremely Philly person you could possibly find. And he was talking about Wing Bull to Godfrey, and Godfrey had no idea what it was. And I I didn't know that Wing Bull was not part of uh, our national, um, whatever part of the brain holds shame, our national that. But I'm not going to derail the podcast with this. I just want people to go. If you don't know what I'm talking about, just go to Wikipedia and put in... Wing Bowl, um, and you'll be fine. Just, just, just know that you'll be fine. It basically wing it looks like the shirtless bowl.
3: Brett Bielema photo in
1: motion. oh god, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's upsetting. It ended in 2018 after 26 years. Why?
2: uh because they won the Super Bowl, and because it was originally broke uh, set up as a like. Well, the Eagles won't ever be in the Super Bowl, so we'll do Wing Bowl instead. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nobody.
0: Nobody. By the way, involved with Wing Bowl understands the concept of shame, so don't try to. That's fine. Invoke shame as any of this. It is. It is everything. If I told you every bad thing you imagine to be true about Philadelphia is contained in the Wing Bowl, with the exception of the tweet I saw. This past weekend, which was... Uh, I will find the exact tweet because I still have it. Here we go. It's from uh, from Molly C.V. Nesper, an associate digital producer for NPR Fresh Air with mm-hmm. Terry Gross, mm-hmm. who said, It happened. I witnessed the most Philly thing ever. A fight broke out during a showing of the Mr. Rogers movie. <laughs> Hey, you disrespected Fred Rogers, you bitch!
3: We,
2: uh, I don't, I don't care if it is the land of make believe. I'm not kneeling to any fucking king. Uh,
3: <laughs> we didn't happen upon it too much. Extremely Philly stuff at Army Navy. Um, obviously, we had a good time with our Spanish uh, colleagues against all enemies. Troops blog. They brought us to their tailgate. That was cool. Um, but one thing that we, those of us from out of town couldn't help but notice was that the Philly hospitality industry, even though they typically host Army, Navy, they still seemed surprised by the fact that anyone was visiting like Uber driver, hotel, you know, airport people, whatever, like, huh? You came here <laughs> <laughs> and there's a lot more of you. Why, you know, <laughs> why what, Why on earth
0: would you do that?
3: <laughs> it, it was just like this, this, this sense of surprise across the entire city.
2: Jason, please share. Um, You know how like you go to some hotels and they'll be like, oh, here's a fresh cookie or whatever. Jason, what was waiting wow. at
3: your hotel? So uh, those of you who have might have not seen the Philly pretzel video that we have <laughs> that we have shared every so often. Spencer, what is the reporter's name? Herb Callahan yeah it's amazing uh please go watch it it's it's about um it looks like it's from like 1983 uh but i assume since it's philly it's from like 2013 it's just roadside
0: realistically i think it's 90 i think it's 95 it's these roadside pretzel salesmen
3: in philadelphia who are like wiping their buttholes with their hands and then (laughs) handing people pretzels and herb is standing there with the camera like all right, I just recorded you doing that. Like, nope, nope, no, you didn't. I I wash my hands and then Herb, I'm sorry, my hands and Herb,
0: it, Herb Denenb- Herb Denenberg, Herb Denenberg. <laughs> but uh,
3: so my my whole joke is like, I, as soon as I get to Philly, I'm gonna have a pretzel. Right? Um, walk in the door of the hotel, the Hampton, directly next to the <laughs> where you run your card is a heaping plate. Of pretzels. <laughs> you can grab a pretzel. I assume these, these, they, they appeared much fresher than the traditional Philly roadside pretzel, so I was disappointed about that. No but,
2: birds. No birds on your pretzel. We're and then play. also
3: at the stadium itself, there was just a massive, the breadiest pretzel. I, I've had a lot of carbs.
0: Thank you, Philly. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. What'd you do? I, I ate pretzels the Philly way. I went, I urinated, I didn't wash my hands, and I immediately <laughs> grabbed the closest pretzel to me. And sold it to somebody. For 50 cents. For 50 cents. And then Herb, the ghost of Herb Denenberg came up behind me and was like, Sir!
2: Do you... I've never been in my car and thought, Oh, I could really just go for a fucking giant pretzel right now. This commute, <laughs> this commute is killing me. If only I could eat a giant I just want a, pretzel. I just want a big,
3: a big old mustardy pretzel. Just a handful of mustard that someone you- else puts in my hand with their hand. <laughs> I just want someone. I just want a stranger who is smoking to baby bird a pretzel into my mouth <laughs> while I'm driving a car.
2: Hey, it's a city of brotherly love. I wish this median had fewer trees and more men with boxes of pretzels in in like weird
0: sweaters. Guys in weird sweaters. <laughs> full of pretzels. And dad jeans. Just stuffing spit covered pretz- pretzels into my nose.
2: Sir, do you realize <laughs> birds are shitting on your pretzels? <laughs> huh? No,
3: no, that's
0: uh, cinnamon. Cinnamon flavor. That's the name
2: of the bird. His name is cinnamon.
0: Can I tell you, this is all colored by a childhood uncle of mine. You know, not a biological uncle, but an uncle who would show us pictures of Shelly. He'd say, Oh, here's where I went to high school, and it looked like it looked just like the scariest high school you've ever seen. He's like, yeah, that's the honors school. It was really good. And it like had rocket launchers nailed to the walls, right? Like, yeah, that's really great. Oh, here's my favorite. Like, this is when my dad took me to the Phillies game, and there's somebody being shivved in the back, right? Like, (laughs) yeah, this is the time the Teamsters burned down my car because I drove on the wrong side of the road during a strike. Yeah, that's like.
2: Yeah. The uh, the uh, the Against All Enemies uh, uh, bloggers also told us that they saw one of the most confusing things at Army-Navy that pro- possibly anyone could see. They saw someone walking away in a blue and gold 13 jersey, and they were kind of confused because most Navy fans get a 12. And then they realized that it wasn't a Navy jersey. This person was wearing a Dan Marino Pitt jersey to the Army-Navy game. <laughs>
3: Just find something close, man. Truly America's team.
2: I saw I saw Tennessee, Notre Dame, Ohio State, and that pit jersey. Uh, those were the non affiliated jerseys that I saw at Army Navy this year. It was amazing. And a lot of and a lot of camo Eagles jerseys, but I feel like that doesn't count because <laughs>
0: <laughs> who's, who's taking an Eagles jersey? That's my favorite thing is like the camo Eagles jersey. It's tactical. Yep. Tactical mm-hmm. Eagles, yeah. So <laughs> you blend in at the Wawa like you're in a ghillie suit at the Wawa.